Welcome to a live edition of the ONG Strike Zone. We apologize for starting up a little bit later than we planned, but all good things come to those who wait. So we appreciate those of you who waited for us on uh, Facebook and YouTube. And matter of fact, I was just in the midst of trying to make sure the uh, Twitter uh, stream went out. My name's Brian Fulford. Joining me, Kelvin Rozier, uh, as always, no, no. and stepping in, <clears throat> stepping in for our good friend Kofi Hemingway is Marcus Green. Uh, Kelvin, Marcus, how you fellas doing tonight? Man, I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm glad we finally, you know, we back. We we look like we real time right now. No delays, <laughs> man. It's a, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm doing good. Christmas is past new year's is coming up so you know nothing could be better nothing could be better that's right um hopefully uh you guys had a good christmas uh i know i did had a good chance to to be with my family I haven't seen my family unit together in the ways that we were uh in quite some time so it, it was good you know we had a chance to as as i think one of my cousins posted we had a chance to love on each other fuss fuss at each other laugh with each other and you know that's what you're supposed to do right that's what uh family in the holidays family. that's family yeah right that's, that's, what family. You're supposed. that's family and family yeah. leave. <laughs> yes hey look look uh we we got a lot to talk about uh 2022 We've been in the news, man. You know, I, I was, <laughs> FAMU has been in the news. And I'm thankful for this show because I really wonder if some of the stuff that has gone on, not only this year, it keeps going up a notch. I feel like when we first did this in 2021, you know, we were just kind of, uh, uh, you know, just spotlighting so many so many things and so many places where we thought we were going and then it kind of changed on a dime in 2022 and the show became more than just um i think the show became more than just telling people about family athletics and culture it, it it became uh i think i heard dr cavill say this we showed people how to express themselves to your administration and administrators when things aren't always going right. And I think we said from day one, Kelvin, I think we said this from day one, we wanted this show to be real, to be authentic. And look, like you just said, like family, we gonna, we gonna love on each other and we gonna fuss at each other. 
And we're going to let you know that when it ain't right, we're going to let you know it ain't right. But it's coming from a place of love because we want to be the best. We That's want right. to be excellent. And with that expectation of excellence comes the, the we got to call out when we see the, 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 the brown dirt in the grass. We, we can't just let the brown dirt stay on the green grass. Let's let's fix the brown dirt and make it all green. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on how this show has maybe impacted uh, I, I, just the FAMU culture uh, over the past year? And I don't know, maybe I'm overstating that, but what's your thoughts, uh, Kelvin? Well, before I even go there, I, I just talk about the personal impact on me. Um, when you came to me and and uh, Kofi and you, you know, started talking about trying to do a show, sports related show um, around, centered around FAMU. You know, I, you know, my my, my thing is, I, I never really tried to be a upfront in the in the uh, media type person. So I had a lot of reluctance and hesitancy, and I really wasn't going to do it. But I trusted you guys, um, and so with your encouragement. I never committed. I said, well, you know, I give you a couple of episodes, man, you know, just to, you know, put my little two cent in. And look, it's t- it's two years later, man. <laughs> so He's still so I, I guess still I here. got I got the bug. I got the itch or what have you. And then then you were, you know, you all were kind enough to embrace some of my thoughts and so forth. And we brought Marcus into the fold. You know, I said, Hey man, I got this guy, man. This is the recruiting guru, man. He's got everything. And he, he became a part, and just like family, um, we, we, we grew and uh, we, we, we used our relationships and network. So for me, um, it, it, I became more comfortable. You know, you guys hear a lot of stuff I've, I've said over the years uh, just because of our friendship. But um, to put it on a, a platform here, um, you know, it was just, it was just different. So um, I, I appreciate you. Uh, Helping me grow, um, for one. But then, in terms of what it means, and you know, I, I can't go anywhere without people saying, "Hey, man, you know." Uh, as a matter of fact, my wife went somewhere the other day, and uh, so you know where she went. It was like, "Hey, tell your husband." <laughs> I watch wow. every, every Wednesday, so so, and it was family, and so okay. Um, and so it just means that people, you know, as you know, we walk, when we go up the games and so forth, people recognize us and calling us out. So it's become a part of the um, fabric of uh, family sports athletic uh, information. Um, and, you know, the coaches have been so kind and athletes to grace us mm-hmm. with their presence. We've had parents. We've had administrators. Not only if. We have um, um, legends, you know, yeah. we, we've had all kind of guests. And then we've even had uh, folks from other universities in, in, in official and unofficial capacity. So um, I, I love the development and 2023 is going to be bigger and better and greater. Well said, well said. Marcus, uh, what, and of course, I, I want to let everybody know, you know, Marcus, although you don't always see Marcus on the front lines with Kofi and Kelvin, but but Marcus is like right there in the background with us. I mean, we're all in the chats. We're all, we got our own offline 
group so that there's nothing that goes on that Marcus isn't a part of, always dropping content and thoughts. Uh, so, you know, Marcus, as you kind of seen this thing grow, what what have your been thought? What are your thoughts over the past year or just the past couple of years? Really year and a half, because I guess we started this in the middle of 2021. So it's really only been a year. We haven't even hit the two year mark. So we're about a year and a half in. I think it's shown tremendous growth in the, the echo um, Calvin's point in terms of just being, just having a platform where we can express some opinions. And I guess more importantly, hopefully our opinions are in alignment with uh, Rattler Nation, but it also through the various chats and even through the, the various social media accounts where Rattler Nation can give their opinions on different things and feel like that it's being listened to. So I don't know how direct a line we would have to certain of power movers and shakers at, at FAMU, but I would like to think that we can be at least one vehicle versus just throwing something out in the echo chamber on social media where it could be seen or not be seen. But we have a, a platform that's being watched by some FAMU faithful. It's been attended by the coaches, attended by some administrators, and hopefully some more administrators in the future. And people who have a vested interest in FAMU can receive even had our coming NA, well, current president now, but incoming NA president uh, sit in and take for about an hour or so. So it's an opportunity for Rattler Nation to express themselves or at least to see the manifestation of some of their own ideas and thoughts being discussed versus feeling like they're out on their own. So I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways. And it will just continue to get, get better and better. And for me personally, you know, like Kelvin, and you know, I'm, I'm not really one to be out front. And so this has kind of helped me go a little bit in terms of being a little bit out front, being on camera, and, but also an opportunity to share some of the things that I really like to do in terms of recruiting and sharing some of that information and expanding those boundaries and being able to share some of the information that I have that hopefully will be edifying the Rattler Nation. Nice, nice. Uh, I always get a kick. Uh, I love, uh, I appreciate all of you guys. I see Kenya Sykes wrote in there in the chat. So this is appointment TV. I get a kick out of that. I, she's not the first person to say that. Uh, we've met some people on the road who have been like, you know, who told us, like, my wife knows, hey, I, I got to watch the ONG at 8 o'clock. It's like, I, I, you know, don't bother me because I'm in my office. And it's like, that I'm not that that I get a kick out of that. The fact yeah. that you guys who watch us on YouTube and 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 we have we've really tried to that was one of the things I know Kelvin and Kofi was on me big time because I'll do a pod. I'm one of those people that like I just want to drop a pod, you know, just like hey, you know, what time is it? Let's drop a podcast. Kelvin was like, nah, B, look, we gotta get we gotta get a set time. We gotta, we gotta really build the audience and make it. That's the one thing, Kelvin. You were very adamant, and I appreciate you for that, brother, because you you made a point to say we gotta make sure we hit our times. We gotta be there, and trust me, the only time any of us have missed the show is is if it's been you know like sick or a family emergency. And but most of the time, you'll see us here. Uh, I know the few times I miss family. You know, Kofi, obviously, today, family, you, and you've had to miss. 
But that's it. Other other than that, man, we, you know, the family knows. It's like, hey, eight o'clock, I gotta be there because there are people who are waiting to hear us. And so that's cool to me. So I appreciate all of you guys who are watching, wherever you're watching us at, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, if you're if you're watching the replay, if you're listening to the podcast on the BCSN Pod Zone. Uh, we we appreciate it, and we we take that seriously about trying to make sure we're here, uh, even if we're a few minutes late getting started. Uh, we appreciate our producer in the background, producer Mel, who's working hard to get us on the stream and get us up and going. And so we we're continually trying to find ways to keep uh, to keep the show to to continue to upgrade. And to keep the show, like like uh, Kelvin said, bigger and better in 2023. Um, so, hey, we call this the best and worst show. You know, end of the year, 2022, uh, we were talking offline. Some of the biggest news stories in HBCU athletics, 2022 calendar year. I'm not talking the academic school year. I'm talking from January one. To December, what is today? The twenty eighth. Mm. Two of the yep. bigger news events of the year. FAMU has been in the mix, and we we've been in it. You know what I'm saying? We have been a part of it. So when we talk about our impact as Rattlers and the Rattler brand, and I know you know the dawn, as I like to say, the dawn of a new era is coming in 2023 with uh, Tiffany Dawn Sykes. I know she's in Tallahassee. Uh, she's, she's getting warmed up. She's getting ready. I, I know she's probably watching somewhere. Uh, and hopefully sometime in January, she'll be coming on the show. And I'll tell you what, I we got to do that live. I feel like, Kelvin, I got to make a trip to Tally. We can't do it over like this. It's like we got to come in, get the get like the, the, the 2020 chair set up with the studio lighting and we gotta we gotta actually talk to the ad live in in a in somewhere so i, I i'm just letting you know that Sounds now good. Uh, yeah we we got her, her first appearance we gotta do that but you know we we've been fortunate enough you know to to talk to like michael smith we've been we were we were gracious enough to have him on and uh i, I really had a chance to get to know mike and, uh, and appreciate him uh for what he has uh, been tasked with trying to do, and uh, so you know, as we as we look on this past year, we got um, we're gonna go through some of the best and worst moments. We want you guys to be a part of it and start letting us know. Um, I know a lot of you. <laughs> I heard somebody out there say, "Get Dr. Robinson up here." Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wish, He's hey, on the, the wish list is there. Hey, hey, the wish list is there. You know, uh, you know. I think we need to do that in like some informal settings. You know what I'm saying? Where we, where there's like, you know, no, no pressure. You know, we and, and allow him to be kind of just open and honest uh, as best as possible. I, I don't know, you know, how how easy that'll be, but. Um, <laughs> we uh we we know he watches. Put it like that. We, we somebody somebody up in his offices watches. So they they know they know. But yeah, we're gonna get into the best and worst. We're gonna also tell you what things we got right, 
what things we got wrong during the course of the year. And 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 that's going to be interesting because, you know, we we all make predictions about things and sometimes we get them right, sometimes we get them wrong, sometimes we get close. And so we'll kind of look back on that thing and then we'll kind of go back and talk about who are our teams and players and coaches of the year. Uh, so that's interesting to see. So if you guys have any thoughts as we move along, please, please, you know, let us know in the chats. Uh, you can always hit us up personally on our uh, Twitter Twitter feed is at ONG Strike Zone. Our personal Twitter feeds, or, or you see, it'll start to scroll down there at the bottom. Uh, let me go. First question. Let's go to guest. Who is maybe your favorite guest of 2022 uh, that uh, that we had a chance to talk to, hmm. or Marcus, in your case, maybe that you had a chance to to hear on the show? So I'll start with you, Kelvin. If if you can kind of. I know I kind of threw a curveball at you with this one, so maybe if you can think of a guest that you were glad to have on. I'm trying to think myself as as I ask that question, so I'll let you go first. It depends what you're going for, right? If you're going, whether it be entertainment or or whether you go for um, information. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, Ken Riley Jr. Uh, on the show talking about his dad and and getting inducted into the uh, potentially into the we know in January uh, the NFL Hall of Fame uh, through the senior committee and um and just him explaining the process and you know some of the things of course I I I, I knew um, coach a little bit and. Went to school and I coached junior and uh and his sister was a, a classmate of mine in high school. So, but uh you know for him to just provide some insights and some some you know and from the family's perspective and then and then what our process was. I thought I was really informative. I thought I was really valuable for someone of his character and and a rather legend like that. Um, also we got a lot of feedback and I thought people really enjoyed uh. Coach um, Highsmith. Um, oh I thought yes, he was really, yeah. yes, he was really entertaining. I've been around him. I've heard some of the stories, and he's like that all the time. He hasn't changed. <laughs> but uh, but I, I thought he was an awesome guest, man. I really enjoyed him also. Um, I uh, let's see, B Starks on YouTube hit one of the guests that I was definitely thinking of. Uh, Dr. Uh, Shante Friday Stroud. Um, hmm. How great, how great was she? And I know she took some bullets at the at the end of the whole process, right? Like, I mean, there were some people that did not like the way that whole thing went down at the end. But I really loved her candor, her honesty. Yeah. And look, you talk about asking a asking not not just a woman, but asking somebody to do a lot. All that she's asked to do. Not only is she running the school of business and industry, uh, the asked to run the FAMU Foundation, asked to chair this committee, which I you're look. 
when we all heard the numbers, we all laughed because it was like, how in the hell do you expect to get anything accomplished when you have 18 different voices? And a lot of people will say that's kind of where the committee kind of fell apart or fell or, or puked on itself a little bit at the end because there were so many. But I, I just applaud the fact that she, she really tried to really e- e- explain as best as possible where we need to be as a university. And um, I, I she is someone that I would definitely love to Hey, look, I, I, I would love to be able to sit down and talk with her more in depth uh, just about how we can grow the relationship between athletics and funding, because I still feel like for a lot of people, it's this mystery pot, you know, and when things don't go right, Kelvin, all of a sudden you get people talking about schools are stealing money and it's mm-hmm. like, it's not necessarily we're stealing money, but it's just like, you don't you don't always see where the money goes because there's so many different little things that are set in, in place. And so a lot of people don't know where to give or so, you know, I, I think that process needs to get cleaned up tremendously. And I just enjoyed the heck out of her interview. Uh, how about you, Marcus? Somebody that you enjoyed. Um, actually, was quite a guess. Like Kelvin said, depends on what you're looking for. Whether you're looking for insight from a personal perspective or insight from a business operations perspective. So I enjoyed um, Mike Smith on the show. I enjoyed Miss Musa. Yeah. You know, seeing uh, the parents' mom come on the show, and yeah. you know, you don't always different. get that interpersonal type thing. Reflect yeah. into the first segment. One of the things that we try to bring to the audience is have make a connection. And so having those personal connections versus just someone in a uniform or under a helmet. So I think those two stand out for me. I love Williams. What was, what was that last one, Marcus, you said? Wally Williams. Oh, Wally Williams. Yeah, yeah. Wally Williams so, was good. Yeah, he was entertaining. Uh, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's quite doctor. Uh, Dr. Highsmith level, but he was getting there you know, with, yeah. his, with his stories and his entertainment. Yeah, he was dropping some bombs. <laughs> yeah, he was. Hey, uh, I, I just want to say with Musa Mom and, and, and Marcus, I got to give you credit for that. I thought that, that was just an awesome show. First of all, she was awesome, number one. But you, right. you, you never, you, you know, you don't get that unless you know people, parent, you talk to them offline, but for her to be willing to come on and, and just some of the transparency, like she was like, when she talked to her son, she said, well, my, my son, like, why do I want to talk to you? <laughs> that's such a parent child. That's just such a parent child thing for those of us who have kids. Right. So, mm-hmm. so man, uh, but yeah, I really, I love that. I thought that was awesome. And so we don't have to do that more. That was a great idea. And I was hoping, I'm hoping we can have another, Mom, soon I'm working on that. Maybe not next week, but maybe first quarter. Yeah, a different mom. Um, right, right. Uh, the 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 bowler the bowler brothers. I enjoyed mm. getting those two guys on. Yeah. Um, you know, I I kind of you know, like I said, I I know obviously we know I know Geisen, you know Geisen probably better than me. But even though I went to school, uh, and then and they're 
their their uh their their godfather is a good friend of mine from you know we were at, running around at the same time in Gibbs Hall, so it was kind of cool getting a chance to talk to the Bowling Brothers. Uh, that was really cool. Um, Janiah Davis um, mm-hmm. yeah. became a big fan. I became a big fan. Uh, she's a, she's always got a place here on the show. Um, you know, I think we hopefully even helped. I, hopefully, I think we may have hooked her up with Dr. Lori on some NIL stuff. I know I know Dr. Lori has been really big, uh, very helpful uh, in the chat room. Um, she, you know, it was fun even having her on the show for that segment. But I know I think she was helping, or, or at least uh, I know there was some NIL stuff we were trying to do there. Um, uh, I, I know there's other players uh, that we – that we've talked to and, and continue to talk to. Roscoe. Ro- uh, Roscoe. Roscoe, the, Roscoe, the uh, promoter. Whoa, yes. Oh, yes. That, that was oh, an that episode. Yeah. I, I, yes. That was a big show. That yeah. was a big show. That was, you know, and it's funny, that show came right about the time when – people's awareness about promoters had reached a height all because of the Southern Heritage Classic stuff. And people really started looking at the finances that promoters mm-hmm. were making and started asking those questions when, oh, hey, look, when Coach, the one thing Coach Prime did, if nothing else, when he when he asked a question, he knew he, knew he was very smart and strategic about what he was doing because by him asking the questions, making it public, all of a sudden social media was like, yeah, why, why are y'all only making three, 400,000? Why aren't you getting a million, 2 million when they're paying Alabama and Florida state 3 million? How come, how come FAMU is only getting 500,000 or 600? You know what I'm saying? It's like all of a sudden people's eyes start like, whoa, wait a minute. How come we aren't making that kind of money? Right? Um, right. People became. It's not a bad. The game on right out of that, right? Yes. Ahead, yes. Now we'll interject on this that those questions have been asked in private, but maybe not out of. Have been so our part who've been asking that questions for years. We'll give Coach yeah. Right, but it's not as though the question's been. It's part of our being a vehicle for those questions to be asked. Whether someone in the audience brings it up, whether someone's experience having been a fan or bring the business athletic question, but out in the open and now there's an opportunity to negotiate the days because it, now it is out in the open but it's not that it hasn't been asked before or right been and, and there was a lot of that there was a lot of that marcus i mean there's a lot of stuff that um that uh you know we've talked about in the back rooms that never were publicly and that that's one of the things like i said that was another impetus for why i wanted to do this show I wanted to get those conversations out in the public forum, in the public space, because just like 
we said about writing look guys i would have i would have never thought to write a letter to the board of trustees i would have never thought to do that or the president but as we started talking and understanding how the system works we understood that look the people that are running this i don't know if they necessarily know what's going on or they get a sense of us caring as much yes. as we do so yes. we have to let them know and it's not by phone it's blown up their inbox like the old days would have been hey write letters so that way when the post office man come by you got like bushels of letters like whoa <laughs> where'd all these letters come from no nowadays it's blow up somebody's email box so that when they wake up and see where'd all these 50 messages come from and what are they about that's what we're talking about letting yeah. them know how much you care so that when they yeah. have those board of trustees meetings like what they did they've been very adamant some of them not all but some have been very adamant about asking the question well why should we give dr robinson a raise when x y and z hasn't been done yet has not been completed you know that stuff might not have happened had you know I, I don't know you know maybe maybe it wouldn't have happened had we not been so adamant about putting that stuff out there uh for people right uh um, yeah. right right okay let's uh <clears throat> let's get into i want to save the i want to save some of the worst for the top of hour two all right so i want to start with positive stuff <laughs> let's start with the positive stuff as we as we come towards uh so let's kind of go with some of the best moments of the of the year and so we want you guys in the chats to go ahead and let us know what were some of your best moments 2022 now january 1 to uh to current so uh we'll go around the horn and we'll see how much of each other's we take so let's go kelvin we'll start with you we'll just go around the horn we'll just go around the horn best moments of 2022 one of the best moments uh for me um a couple of them happened in the fall of course well three of them actually happened in the fall um <clears throat> The, the, the first one that happened in the fall was uh, the volleyball champs uh, repeating. The dominance uh, established right. ourselves as a dominant program. Volley, uh, it, the, the dominant program, you know, it was JSU till we came into the league. And, uh, right. you, you know, with, er with everything that happened, and I'm going to go back to, because there's something that's happened before then. But, um, with everything that was happening um, in Appalachia at the beginning of the fall, for them to come together and to put 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 together a championship season um, in the way they did, and again only lost one game against a SWAT competition um, the entire season to include postseason, um, and to have a two-time defending uh, player of the year in volleyball. Uh, coach of the year in volleyball, and then of course all the all of the of the years um, in that sport. Uh, we're, we're we're a dynasty. We're dominant, and, and coach is locked in. He's 
recruited. Uh, so having a championship program. Um, something else that happened in the fall, uh, and the first part of it is going to be on my worst list. But how our student athletes responded to the whole beginning of the fall, um, oh. particularly the football team, and I'm talking about everybody, the coaches, the players, um, staff, um, I thought that they handled that situation um, spot on, right? Yeah. They were they were disruptive, but they had a plan um, and a vision of where they want to go. They showed leadership. Leadership to me shines in times of adversity. It's easy to be, you know, in the spotlight when everything's going well and going your way. Um, but so um, our, our leadership between our, our team leaders and, and our coach during those trying, difficult circumstances, I thought represented the university well. And actually, it, it made a difference, right? It got administrations and and board and leadership attention and, and got some commitments. And some of those commitments have been followed up on and are still in process. So they made a difference for the for the people coming behind them. So I thought that was awesome. That's to be applauded. Um, uh, a third thing for me that I thought was 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 wonderful um, was the whole LeBron release during basketball season uh, with the new uniforms and then every so often in different shoes and so forth. Man, we look good. We look damn good. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing else, we look good. That's it, man. And and, and uh, I just can't wait. I I, I know we're gonna get into it later, but I, I know there's some releases coming, including uh, for for the public consumption. That's not limited release, uh, like the the those dunk tour. But there's some LeBron sevens coming out and. And and you know I'll be the first in line to, to load up with them. So, but but yeah, the, the whole LeBron deal um, come to fruition. I'm really looking forward to the other sports because I know this 2023. That's one of the things I'm gonna be looking forward. See how everybody else uh, is looking in their in their in their LeBron Nike gear. Yeah, I, I was getting to the point where if I see one more limited. <laughs> limited exclusive pair of shoes tweeted out by anybody from the athletic administration i was gonna go ham i was gonna go eight you ain't got these. because yeah you ain't got these all right all right y'all trying to include look i love y'all but y'all want us to be a part of uh, season ticket packages and all this i say man y'all better run something out there for the people because y'all making the people real upset Y'all making the people, you know, jealousy. It don't, it don't look good on a rattlesnake. That's all I'm gonna say. It don't look good on the back of a rattlesnake. That's all I'm gonna tell y'all. Y'all keep running them pictures out there and then saying y'all ain't got these. Okay, okay, we ain't got these. Okay, uh, <laughs> Mark, wait, hey, Brian, Brian, hold on, hold on, Brian. We're gonna have to do like uh, they did uh, um, um, Dion when he was at Jackson. Might have to go, you know, jack him. You know how they yeah. sell the radio? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Somebody's shoes come up missing, coach, boy. Coach, like, coach, I ain't got your shoes, coach. I ain't got your shoes. You got your shoes, coach. You got your shoes. I, you know, I give you back the boom box, coach, but I ain't got your shoes. I don't know where your shoes are. I give you back the radio we took. Uh, Marcus, give me a give me a best. Give me a best. Don't give me too many. Cause Mar- uh, Kelvin gave me okay. like three or four, even though we were only supposed mm-hmm. to do one. So uh, I'm going to skip him for a couple of turns, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I got a couple <laughs> written down. Um, I guess go even ahead. though it was short, even though it was short, I guess for me, one of the best, even though it's not directly sports related, but the Marching 100 you know, during uh, the Louis Vuitton show. Yeah, that I mean, that I mean, was like explode. It's like it came out. I don't know if it was just like the week of or something, but it seemed like it was short notice, but it blew up so much and so fast. So I was that was really one big highlight for me. Uh, One play or one particular game or actually two games, the Alabama State game where we had the block field goal and ran it back for a TD to seal the game. Now, we were up by one, but if he made the kick after. Yeah, and having a tough time of it. I think Musa had two or three interceptions, and all at least two of the three that I can remember, maybe all three were in the red zone. So we could have put three we could have put a hurting yeah. on them. We could have yeah. put a hurting on them, but to have that block kick at a because that was like a fifty yard kick, so we had to kick it low. But to have it blocked and then run it back for a TD, and then to have um, the fans, the FAMU section at Alabama State jump. And jumping around and the players jumping the stands and rocking and everything that and yeah, I guess the last thing I'll, I'll tie into it was I finally got back to tally and got to the Alabama A&M game yes so sir I got to hook up with yes, Brian we got to hook up with Calvin we saw he was there we can testify he was there so yeah I'm up here in the northeast but I finally got down there got a chance to lay eyes on the campus walk around just feel my spirit you know hanging out with my boys and then you know going over to visit some of the old the people in the school at engineering school and also walk around campus see the new and Kelvin hooked me up with a tour so I got a tour of the, the press box got a chance to see everything so it was just lovely so for me that was a real highlight and I've been waiting for years to do that uh yeah good stuff good stuff um all right let me see what i still have on the list that i haven't okay at one point in time gentlemen and this was in 2022 we had the reigning women's volleyball player of the year the fcs defensive player of the year and the SWAC men's basketball player of the year um, I really wish, and I don't know, look, it, I don't, you, 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 you tell me another time in FAMU history, and it might be at least 20, 25 years ago when we had three of the major sports, you know, men, women, where we had the player of the year. And I really feel like I wanted to do something so mm bad like i wanted us to create like commemorative cards or a poster or something because we'll be talking about the 2021-22 year where we had dominique washington uh isaiah land and mj randolph 
in our first year in the SWAC. So mm. when we talk about how memorable did our first year in the SWAC end, we had the best players in volleyball, football, defensive side of the ball, and basketball. I, I mean, it's good looking man, out. That 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 was one of the best for me. And, you know, all three guys, uh, all three, I know we had Dominique on the show. We had MJ on the show. We, um, we talked to Isaiah during the uh, media day, so we didn't quite have mm-hmm. Isaiah on our show. But all great students, all great people, love talking to Dominique, love talking to MJ. And, uh, you know, we're all hoping that um, Isaiah – uh, uh, has uh, great success and opportunities at the next level. Um, how about Ryan, this? Let me ask you a quick question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Technically, technically since um, even though it's for the 2021 season, if uh, Isaiah Land got his his uh, Buck Buchanan Award technically in 2022 and the first, like, mm-hmm. during that awards week, does that count? Or does that go back yeah. to 2021? Yeah, okay. no, no, because he got, he got it, it this well, calendar year. It was for last season, he, but he got it like January. It was like right before the uh, FCS national right. title game. So it was like right. the first week in January. I, I, I'm going to include it because he, he had to come back in the fall. And so he had that moniker as the Buck Buchanan Award winner with him all off season. Uh, you know, heading into the fall season. Dominique had that moniker over her as she was heading into the season and then would repeat. And MJ, hey, look, if MJ would have decided to come back because he still had a year eligibility, he would have been the reigning SWAT men's basketball player of the year. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely including that as as a great moment in 2022 that that definitely should be should be celebrated and, and talked about. Um, let me give you one more while we're talking about major sports. How about the, the run? I, I just had to go back and look at this. How about the run that our baseball team had in their first SWAT mm-hmm. baseball tournament? Um, we got to the semifinals. I wrote this down. We played in five games, right? But the first four games could not have been more exhilarating, right? Game one, we get a 10th uh, inning game-winning RBI against Prairie View in the 10th inning to win 5-4, to four, right? Game two, we're playing the defending SWAC champs, right? Southern. We jump out to a 7-0 lead. Now, granted, the game didn't go. We, we ended up losing 8-7, to seven, but we came out of that game really feeling like, damn, we let one get away. Like, we could have really we put Southern. We did. We could have really put Southern up again. We could have, they could have got knocked out had we held on to a 7 0 lead. You don't expect to lose 7 0 leads, right? But that happened. No worries. What do we do the next day? In the loser side of the bracket, we turned around and put a 17 to 1 beating on Prairie View. I mean, eliminated them. Then, guess what? We get a rematch with Southern. Now, Southern, because of the way the format is, Southern's been laying off in the cut, chilling. 
we take them to the 11th inning, get a three-run homer by L.J. Bryant, beat Southern to force a one-game win or go home in the semifinals. Southern proved to be a little bit too much. We kind of ran out of pitching. Uh, uh, but but that game, you know, we ended up losing 10-2. to two, But uh, I don't know if many people thought we would play five games in the uh, in the SWAC baseball tournament, and we finished fourth. And I, I think the east side consisted of us, Alabama State, Bethune-Cookman. Uh, that was three to four teams. Yeah, that was the three mm-hmm. to four teams yeah. in the final four. Uh, and I think Southern ended up repeating as champs, but they had yeah. to do it in like didn't – didn't it go like 17, 18 innings the championship did or something like that, if I recall? Do you guys recall? Uh, I think the championship went – with 17, 18 uh, games. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. For me, that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a best. I mean, look, the, you know, for what it was, the baseball season, I think that was, uh, that was a best. Um, I do have one more when best. you finish, Brian. Okay. How about this? I thought the FAMU NASCAR deal was a best. When we actually entered into a deal, now it also. I don't know about the deal. Let's say the car. Okay, the car. Okay, the car. The car. Well, yeah, bro. I had deal, I had my credit card already. Hey, and I was about to well, hit the buy button, and the then they deal, took it off. I was like, "What the hell?" The deal was supposed to be diecast cars. That was the deal that was supposed to result in that. And then some hands got in the way, some contracts got in the way, I's didn't get dotted, T's didn't get crossed, whatever, whatever. And we ended up blowing a big purchase order that would have made a lot of money. And we, we'll talk about how, uh, what that turned into. It turned, it might've been the nail in the coffin for, for somebody. <clears throat> but uh, I just thought, <laughs> I just thought the FAMU, the FAMU logo on a NASCAR in a NASCAR race, that was huge. That was big. I thought that was oh, the best. By far. by far, it was the best looking NASCAR, the best car I've ever seen in my life. And I, I'm someone yes. who actually watched, I, I actually watched it growing up. I, as a kid, I used to watch um, NASCAR. So so that that was a beautiful car. No doubt. It was. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of die cast, I mean, I had my credit card right here by my computer. I know. I looked I at it like the week before <laughs> and I was like, okay, because they had different models. They have like the little Hot Wheel size and then they had like kind of different size. One sixty four. It was like a three foot. Yeah. Three foot size. I was going to get the three like foot that. one and I went back to that yes. website and it was nowhere to be found. Gone. Gone. I was like, are you joking? Yeah. What happened? And then everything I remember else we talked out. about that. Marcus, Marcus, you were freaking out. You were like, where'd it go? Where'd the link go? God dog it, where'd the link go? I don't know, Marcus. I was just there. And then and then we come to find out all the backstory stuff. But yeah, that uh that was a yeah, trip. That was, all yeah, right. If I could add one uh, more. Uh, had, yeah, add yep. one, add one. Go ahead. Rachel Robertson uh making the yeah. uh, NCAA outdoor track and field. Uh Track and field, field, if you will, and yeah. ending up as a uh, oh my gosh, what? What's that? Yeah, see, that's what it was supposed to. That's the actual yeah, size, size that it was. You, you have to settle. You have, hey, I have to settle for this. I done had this a while, but you know, you know, I would have had it too. Yeah, yeah, 
There you go. Man. But yeah, Rachel Robertson, and she came on the show, I think the night before or a couple of nights before. Um, she did. She actually competed in the jump. So her uh-huh. making the NCAA outdoor track and field um, trials. And I think she ended up as an honorable mention All-American. Honorable All-American. So that's a highlight as well. And I wanted to make sure that that got highlighted as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, while we're also talking individuals, how about Marquise Bell? Marquise Bell, um, undrafted free agent with the Dallas Cowboys. We were all disappointed he didn't get drafted, but it ended up working out for him as we watched him progress through the summer in uh, the fall camp, and he actually, doggone it, made one of the 53, became one of the 53. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was, <clears throat> I think also Savion Williams got a tryout with the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that was good. That was yeah. uh, that was really good. That was really good. Um, uh, any other best that you guys want to spotlight from the I'm trying to look and see do I see anything else from you guys online here um, you guys are kind of hitting on a lot of the same things we are um, if we come up with any other best we can obviously insert them but um, I was, that was a good list that's a yeah. good list okay yeah. let's take a break and then let's talk about the ugly side some of the worst some of the worst moments of the year on the other side, as well as some of the top coaches, players, and teams of 2022. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. One bite of 100% Angus Beef Ballpark Frank, and you'll say... Hello, Summer. Oh, yeah. It's ballpark season. premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajestees.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your fam. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. 
This is always ultra thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. I miss all my friends in school. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccine. The Sweet and Smoky Salmon Rub infuses smoked black pepper with dehydrated maple syrup, pink Himalayan salt, ginger, thyme, mustard, and more to make a sweet, savory rub. Perfect for salmon, trout, and other delicate seafood. G Strike Zone, Brian, Kelvin, and Marcus Green joining us uh, while Kofi steps away for today, this evening. Um, what'd you say? I'm, I'm, I'm doing Kofi little Monica he does on, 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 on another uh, show, you know, this ain't here. What up, Right, right, <laughs> got you. Uh, let's before we get into talking about some of the worst. Uh, of course, this is our best and worst of 2022. Um, let's kind of spotlight a few things happening around HBCUs and, of course, around FAMU. Uh, coming up tomorrow, our final non conference games for our men and women's basketball team are tomorrow. Um, and of course, last weekend, or really maybe before Christmas, our men were in Kentucky, taking on Louisville and then the University of Kentucky, playing at Rupp Arena for the first time. Now they go out to West Lafayette, Indiana, to take on the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers. I can't even fix my mouth to say that. As an Indiana kid who grew up, I before I knew what orange and green was, I was crimson and cream. I mean, I was dot. I, I still am. I mean, that's all, that's the team I grew up with. There's there's some nasty photos of me wearing crimson and cream uh, on somebody. Crimson and cream. Who color is that? Throwback. 
Uh, well, that that's a yeah, yeah. Stop it. That's the that's a Indiana University in Bloomington, uh, where I thought basketball was born and uh, born and born and, and to this day will die. Um, but uh, yeah, so they played Purdue. When's the last has when's the last time or has FAMU basketball ever played the number one team in the country? Do you recall? During the regular season? Yeah, yeah. During the regular okay, season. Not I in think the postseason we, tournament. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think we played Duke as an overall number one seed back when um I wanna say it was Gillespie's season when he made it, but they were the number one seed. But yeah, we played uh, Kentucky, yeah. who was who was pretty high when we played them. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, in the regular season I we I don't know if we played the number one team before. Okay. I don't know if we expected so, Purdue to be the number one team when we scheduled this. <laughs> no, but but when you look at all you know, the teams that we good. scheduled, though, hey, yeah when, yeah, when we look at the teams, it was a there was a possibility that one of those teams uh, was going to mm-hmm. be top five and maybe even could have found themselves at number one, given all the teams that we had to play this non-conference. Uh, hey, 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 hey Marcus, what I, what I tell you is we knew them chips was going to clear. <laughs> that's a, that's how we schedule for all season. I'm hoping, ho- hopefully, we'll get more, maybe a HBC tournament. You know, um, we'll, we'll we'll get some opportunities where we can pick up some wins and um and, and have one or two more home games in in the pre uh in the uh pre before the uh conference schedule. We have to all HBCUs. We have to do better. Uh, we just we just pimping out those uh those our teams too much. It's not fair. Go look at you guys. Go look at you know who you know who's scheduling model I really like uh, Norfolk State's. <clears throat> Norfolk State um, has played. I, I don't. I gotta go look and see how many Power Fives they played. Maybe two or three, but they probably played more mid major. Yeah, yeah. Regional games. Now, obviously, there's more schools in their area that they can play, mm-hmm. you know, than what we have down here in Florida. But I like their schedule and the way they scheduled, and they beaten some some of these teams. Uh, if you go and look at their wow. record, they are plus. They're going into the conference season uh, probably next week or the week after. They will be at least three to four games over 500. Yep. That that excites the fan base. Uh, I think Grambling yes. in the SWAC, I don't know what the standings are. Grambling going into SWAC play might be 500 or above 500 by a game or two, and they've knocked off two uh, Power 5 teams. They've knocked off a... I don't think they're going to be 500. Yeah, yeah they, no. they've had some good wins, but, but they're not going to be 500 because they, they didn't follow up on those early good wins. They've, uh, I think they've lost about four or five in a row now. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> all things, all things come, all, all <laughs> things do come back. I guess uh, the ball bounces back in some some form of fashion. Um, Jacksonville for our women—that's a good opportunity. We've seen our yes. women team be very competitive against mid-major programs. Uh, they haven't gotten a win. But they've been competitive, and when I say competitive, 
I mean, within double digits, maybe within a basket or two, of maybe even having a lead. And some of these games, they have had leads. So as you get into SWAT play, um, <clears throat> I want to see them get a win against Jacksonville. You know? Um, I do too. But I have one concern, Brian. They haven't played since, the what, the 21st, I believe? Uh, uh, you know, so uh, – or the 18th, actually, I think. So they've been they, wow. they haven't played in a while. So, uh, you know, I'm interested to see what kind of chemistry they're going to have with that long over layoff. But, yeah, like you, I would love to see us win this game going into it. Because we have BCU men's and women on Monday. Right, right. I was going to say, our women should, if nothing else, they should be healthy, Kelvin. I mean, between playing, uh, it's been 11 days. So, with the holiday break, you probably let the kids go somewhere for, for Christmas. Hopefully, they didn't get caught uh, traveling on Southwest. And <laughs> they can actually get back to Tallahassee or Atlanta or wherever you got to get to to get from there to Tallahassee, right? Uh, um, is Southwest flying to Tallahassee? No. Oh, okay. So then they might be able to get back then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're in Jacksonville. So, uh, needless to say, if you're in the Jacksonville area, Thursday night, that's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern at Jacksonville University, go check out the Lady Rattlers. Please, go support. Hell, I, if I didn't have a tur- – I don't know. Let me see. We got a tournament in Daytona Beach. Can I get there in time? I got to look at my travel. I might try to make a trip from Daytona Beach to Jacksonville. It's going to be tough, but uh, Seven that, that game, game. Is, yeah, yeah. What time? Seven. Yikes. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's going to be tough. And then, of course, SWAC play starts in 2023, January 2nd. Oh, you know what? That was a That was a memorable moment I forgot to mention. The women's – the one shining moment for our women's program in 2022 – was they open the SWAC season <clears throat> with a win, they uh, a buzzer beater. They beat Bethune Cookman on the road uh, after going 0-11 in the non-conference. Right. Yep. They ended up winning yep. their first game against Bethune Cookman. So, yeah, there, there's your one shining moment yeah, for yeah. absolutely. Anytime, it, anytime we get a win over Cookman College. That's a good win. Right, exactly. So Lawson Center, Monday, January 2nd. <clears throat> um, Bethune-Cookman, uh, that's who our men and women play. That looks like it is a oh, – my voice is getting worse and worse here. Uh, 5.30 and 7.30.
get the worst list ready for 2023 already. Um, yeah. So uh, also in the news, Bethune Cookman has a head football coach. He is a pro football Hall of Famer. Goes by the name name of Ed Reed. Uh, instant reaction, Kelvin. You seem to you seem to have you like that you like the move, huh? Hey man, you know if you're gonna get rid of your coach Sims like they did, as late as they did, can you you need a splash hire because this is after the early recruitment period and everything, and based upon what Thune is, um. This is a splash hire. Um, you know, he's well known in the in, in the state, of course, a hurricane legend. Uh, he'll be able to get kids to come there and recruit for him. It is a private institution. My only question is, and there's two or three of them, is uh, you know, my first question is probably gonna is so the AD there is the head basketball coach. Um, I don't know how involved he's going to be with football, but there's some legitimate money issues. Now, Ed has relationships. The question is, is he going to leverage some of those relationships, like with the Baltimore um, Ravens? Um, he has those kind of relationships. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. And if he leveraged those, man, this could be a home run for them. Now, don't get it twisted. We're going to win the Classic. I'm selling. I'm selling my wolf tickets right now. We gonna win. We gonna. It ain't gonna be close. But it's good for our little cousins, you know. You know, I I want to see them up, and I anticipate that that may help. Uh, you know, attendance and all that. And it's good to have a good, strong fan. Uh, Bethune team for the rest of the swag, right? Uh, I they they need this. I, so it, it's a good thing, man. It's good for HBCU football. It's particularly good for Cookman. So congratulations. Um, he got to get his swag hours up. Uh, cause a Bama State no. coach coming from Bama State coach coming from he ain't swag. <laughs> but no, I think it's a good uh, thing, man. Marcus, your uh, instant reaction, uh, Ed Reed, now the head ball coach at Bethune-Cookman University. Interesting hire. I mean, we know we've, I mean, for the last two years, I guess people have been theorizing, okay, who's the next one after Eddie George? You know, is Ed Reed sniffing around? Is um, Ray Lewis sniffing around? Who's going to be the next one? And so, I mean, his name's been as potential but no openings were there and so him being named i didn't know what kind of relationship bcu had with ed reed or how things went down very interesting when i saw it come down last night and it seemed like it got announced really fast we didn't at least i didn't hear any rumblings of it actually happening until something popped up on twitter but it'll be interesting to see how the dynamics work with recruiting in terms of whether he has the same magnetism or, or maybe not magnetism. I don't want to use that word. The same pull that coach prime does because I just looking at the two of them, I see two different personalities and not necessarily the same gravitas as it relates to being out front versus more reserved and business-like. And this is not to say coach prime is yeah. about his business, but I see a difference in the personality and I'm wondering 
if it'll have the same effect or if VCU is expecting the same effect or if the fans are expecting the same effect from two different people. And we've seen on multiple platforms and discussed on this show how much of a quote unquote unicorn that Coach Prime happens to be and that his playing career ended almost 20 years ago and yet still resonates with the parents and the current recruitable athletes now, whereas Ed Reed doesn't have that same level of promotion and same level of visibility across all the platforms from NFL Network and other things and different kind of personality. So I'm just wondering, I don't doubt and I'm not doubting whatever recruiting prowess or whoever he brings in as a staff, but I'd like to see what the staff looks like and how he maneuvers in recruiting and who he happens to bring not only as staff, but as, as advocates, because coach prime had a lot of advocates from people who are in different platforms or former athletes. Like you look at Michael Strahan, he's on good morning America. And he was talking about Dion like almost every other week, every other month. And then you have people jumping on the bandwagon uh, with coach prime because of the spotlight. So you had a lot of bandwagon offers that helped to promote his time at Jackson state. And I don't know if the same phenomena is expected at Bethune Cookman, or even if Ed Reed would want that same type of phenomena to happen as attached to his coaching regime as a two coach prime. Did, uh, did, did Shannon, Shannon Sharp on Undisputed, did he happen to make mention of uh, Ed Reed today? It would have been on Wednesday's show. Did he happen to mention anything about it? You know, he and Ed played at Baltimore. I don't know. I hadn't seen it. Uh, I hadn't okay. seen, I haven't seen um, it either. It did make no. I, um, I did see a couple I notable reporters. I will be shocked if he on the staff, though. Really? Why you say that? That'd be interesting. Who in Huh? There's a couple of them that uh, have a relationship with him, and uh, okay, and um, they're down there in Miami, so I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I here here's what here's what I can tell you. You you talked about how quickly this thing moved, right? So I happened to be in Daytona Beach. Uh, happened to be there for for another uh a tournament basketball tournament. And I'm standing near an athletic official from Bethune, just, you know, hey, what's going on with your athletic, uh, with that position? And he says, uh, oh, if, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Uh, and I said, oh, you got somebody. He was like, yeah, but uh, we're not releasing it just yet. And I looked at him and said, oh, no. He said, no, 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 I got it. I got the uh, press release in the can. I'm going on vacation. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I guess y'all not going to do anything, huh? Uh, about 10 minutes later, I look at my Twitter feed <laughs> and uh, I, I got hey. tagged. I got tagged. And, and a Hail Wildcats broke the story that said Ed Reed's a coach. And so I go show my man. I just showed him. I said, uh, Hey, uh, that man, that internet man, news travels fast. And he just looked at it like, oh, damn, hell, Wildcats. And so, and then he just hit me up and said, yeah, we, we had to go ahead and release 
we had to release a statement uh, about 10 minutes ago. I said, oh, so yeah, about an hour. So basically, Hell Will Wildcats had broke the story about an hour, right, before. And then I guess maybe after about 45 minutes, the university was like, well, let's go ahead and put out something. And then, yeah, as soon as they put that out, you had Bleacher Report, NFL Network, ESPN, everybody yep. picked up on it, right? Uh, I hope Bethune Check is ready up. for this attention. I hope Bethune is ready for the amount of yeah. attention that they are yeah. going to get. Uh, I agree. It won't be as loud as Coach Prime because Ed Reed was never that kind of player. Um I do what I do find interesting. Pay attention to the narrative. Now, the narrative when Dion was the head coach was, you know, people questioned whether he whether he was a coach, whether he could do it, whether somebody that was so flashy and uh, about himself on the pro level could be a coach, right? That's the people who never paid attention to his high school career and his youth league and how he basically worked himself up to the opportunity that he was given. Ed Reed has been regarded by people at the highest levels of football as one of the smartest football players in the game. Bill Belichick co-signed on how smart Ed Reed is. So, you know, all of a sudden people are like, whoa. He's outsmarted Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning has even said, Ed Reed is like the dude I worry about trying to figure out how to deal with where Ed Reed is going to be. So what I'm saying is watch and pay attention to how the narrative, does Ed Reed get the flowers he deserves for his football acumen and his IQ now that he's the head coach? That'll be what's interesting to see I think over the next, uh, you know, however long, because he does seem really interested uh, in, in wanting to be a part of the uh, the college environment, as as he was with uh, Miami over the past couple of years. Um, that's a private institution, uh, so who knows? You know, there might be some people who got a few extra millions that they didn't give to Miami that who knows they may give to Ed Reed and Ed Reed may turn around and give some of that to Bethune and that could turn out to be a big thing for Bethune. So uh, that'll be Mm -hmm. interesting. It'll be interesting to, uh, to watch. Um, Yeah. That's what I want to, that's what I want to see who he hires as assistants because coach prime really took off. I think this is just my opinion. When he started getting former NFL players who are retired, either as analysts and he has a couple of former teammates as coaches. But when he got, you know, people who will be analysts or volunteer coaches, I think I can't forgotten the punter's name, but he had a kicker punter was a guy. Aguayo who was a, who came on, I think this summer as a special teams. Then he got Tim Brewster, who was formerly at FSU. And then he got, um, Gosh. Minnesota head coach. Yes. Uh, Mike Zimmer will come in as, Mike Zimmer. as a yeah. defensive analyst. I mean, that kind of draw, you know, it's kind of hard to really out scheme all that NFL experience. And if he does the same thing at Buffoon and if they change, change up, you know, it'll be interesting to see how well it goes and what type of acumen he brings in as coaches or 
and or analysts. One other thing that I heard talked about, fellas, at uh, while I was there, was that uh, Ray Lewis was the. It came down to him, him and Ray Lewis, Reed and uh, Ray Lewis. That that's the hmm. rumor. I don't know, you know, if there's any truth to it, but that was the rumor floating around the gym that I was in. In Day- I'm in Daytona Beach again, so trust me, there's a lot hmm. of BCU people there. Uh, that that was the name that you know, was floated around as the other candidate. So just to put that out there. Uh, last little bit of tidbits before we get back to our recap of the year. Uh, the FAMU edition of the LeBron 7s are dropping in 2023. Actually, you can go buy, li- I, well, they're not limited, but there'll be special edition, FAMU edition, LeBron Sevens. Now, Kelvin, in the notes, you wrote in here two different editions. Is it the black ones coming out in early? The black January? ones, yeah. The, yeah, the black ones supposed to come out in January, early January, somewhere after the okay. seventh, I think. What's the other one after that? Is a, there another color? Again, there's a green. There's a, there's 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 a, a green, green version. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And we don't and have I think a they just date, put, And they just put that out. I just saw it either yesterday, last night, or this morning. From one of those sneaker yeah. accounts. What do those they shoes retail? Version. What are they going to retail at? Two hundred. Yikes! Okay. <sighs> how bad do I want to? How bad do I want to rep FAMU right <laughs> on my feet? <laughs> and then do I have to just sit on them? Do I have to sit on them until homecoming? I mean, what do I have to do? You know, I'm not going get a to smudge uh, on them, boy. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to LA Fitness and, and picking up any games. Talking about, yo, I got these little LeBrons. Let's go. <laughs> that that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. Uh, all right, let's get back to recapping the 2022 year. Some of the worst, worst moments of the year. Um, I'll go number one right out the box. The uh, I gotta be careful. I say this. The resignation of Courtney Gaucher, uh, although it came very close, if you read and, and trust in reports, that it was close to being a firing, but instead it turned into being a resignation on April 20th, 2022. Um, and the Gaucher firing, or excuse me, the resignation uh, was surrounded by the, the deals uh, that messy. the messy deals, the other stuff. There was yeah. some other messy stuff, which is happening still yeah. in lawsuits. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing. It was one of those days where uh, I don't know how many calls you guys got, but I got a lot of texts and calls. What are y'all doing? What's going on at FAMU? How could you get rid of one of the bright spots, the young up and coming? I mean, because you got to remember. As Ashley Robinson at Southern or Jackson State is doing his thing with Coach Prime, well, Courtney Gaucher's name is running right there with him as, you know, the hot young ADs who are making moves and and creating these great relationships. Uh, You know, Why Not Us is happening under Gaucher's watch. Um, Plans for renovated facilities, the LeBron relationship, 
and the Nike thing is happening. And, and we've talked about on this show how some of those things were already in place. Some of those things were already happening. Um, and it just kind of came up on Courtney's watch. And then there was other things that I'm sure he was probably a, a, a part of helping to hap- make happen. But, um, yeah, I, I would – I just think the lack – and still a definitive statement by the president of the university explaining what happened never came – to me, that still ranks as an all-time worst under the Robinson watch. I'll yield the floor now to you guys. If you, uh, Kelvin, if you want to add as your number one or whatever you want to do, I'll yield the floor. But that, for me, was my number one worst moment. Um, I 100% agree with you in terms of Robinson's lack of leadership at that moment. And my number one going to be his second moment this year. But to just reference back to that real quick, um, such a disruptive and disappointing end to the relationship. <clears throat> Some of it, maybe, regardless of which side you fall on that, just the, 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 the disruptiveness, given the timing of everything. You know, you, you, you at the end of the, the athletic calendar, um, like you say, you've had some branding wins, you know, LeBron, the the, the car we talked about. Um, so, you know, you know, from the outside looking in, there was, it looked like there was a positive projection uh, happening and, and trajectory. We were headed in, in a direction, at least, let's say that. Um, and then it just came crashing down. I mean, it was a colossal crash. Um, mm-hmm. Personally and professionally. And like you say, it is still going on. It had residual effects all the way into the politics of the state, yes. right? It's, it's, yes. It, it, was, it was absolutely hands down the worst, number one, of uh, 2022 for FAMU. Uh, for me, the, the next thing, of course, is, is the compliance um, snafu fiasco. Now, you guys know that we talked about that being a concern before all this happened, right? When we were yep. talking about all these yep. vacant positions. We got Aaron AD, yep. you know, all these folks on the left, right, in the athletic administration. And you got someone in the role who uh, really background went in the compliance side of things. So, you know, you know, it had some, and then you had all these new students coming in. And, you yep. know, you know, I, I was harping. I was like, man, I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned. And, and for to get all the way to the day before, the day or two before the first game, for it to come to a head like it did. And, and it was on everywhere, right? All the talk yes. shows, all the social media sites on every ticker. I mean, you know, it, it it was it was huge. It was huge, and it was a big stain. And then I tell you what resonates with me going back to Doctor Robinson and um and you know you know COVID was on a big crusade at that time. <laughs> but the thing that 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 in both of these scenarios that disappointed me um, was 
I remember him saying something. I don't know why people say I don't. don't I don't. I don't um, care about athletics. I don't care. If that right. one dealt, right. if that one dealt tone, right, man, our department, man, we, is, is exploding. You ain't saying Jack. It don't look like you did, Jack, to contribute to the positive or negative. It look like it's been on self self uh, remote control or something. And uh and um and then you you, you know to make that statement, you don't know why. If those two incidents as publicly as they were, if, that's why people remember it, it led to my statement that became kind of a rally cry moniker for us. Yes. We give a damn. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, 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 man, I, you know, I don't really live either one of those things, but, but, uh, but that, that, that compliance issue, um, it was for anybody who's been around athletic departments, it, it was predictable. Uh, you would, you were hoping it wasn't as bad as it was. And I still don't understand how, how you mess up the returning players. I could see, Transfers and new kids coming in, but kids, and then your best players. I, I don't know what pro, what other program that would even be possible where your best players get caught up in it, right? If you right. don't take care of anybody else, you take care of them, yeah. right? Your leaders. So, so that, that that was definitely my worst. There, uh, there were a lot of people who asked questions about what their own university's compliance offices look like in light of that and and that was one of the things we pointed out was how sorely understaffed the famu department was in comparison to other universities uh southern alabama state uh you know there are schools operating with three four such individuals you know so it was it was well uh it woke a lot of people up it woke a lot of people up um you know, I, I don't, uh, yeah, that, I, that's enough. That's enough on that. Uh, we've said enough. Uh, Marcus, I want to give you time here, and then we got to keep we got to keep moving. So what's uh, what's another worst of the year for you? Uh, I don't know. I got a couple down here, but one kind of rolls it all up. Um, and it's not sports related, but it's kind of sort of, and it's the scandal with um, – Gosh, I don't know why I'm losing track of the thing that's going on. He was a former state senator. Oh, and, Ramon. You know, we don't know. Uh, Ramon, Ramon. Was it Alexander? Ramon Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know it's all the details. Some how, of this stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And also, along with that, we've had two people, actually, the two best track and field people. I'm not a big track and field person, but I want to give them highlights. But our two best uh, track and field people over the last two years, both who made the NCAA. Um, outdoor finals. So we had Jalen Scott and Rachel Robinson leave the program. Yeah. And leave and the program forget, and get Rachel, up in the portal. Remember when Rachel yeah. told us she was she was very honest uh, that, you know, and I, and I don't know if we caught her by surprise. <laughs> we did. And I didn't even think it was, you know, where she, you know, I, I think we had talked about next year and then she was like, well, I'm actually in the portal going to be transferring. And it was like, well, hmm. wait a minute, what? And, you know, she, we, we found out about some of the issues 
that the track program had on the way to meets. Stuff that was not reported and talked about. So when we talk about the impact of our show, I mean, we can go from Rachel to Coach Shoot. We can go to Coach Pillow. We can go to Coach Matt. You name Coach Simmons. Hey, you name a coach. He or she has been here and told you, told us how lacking their sports are. So yeah, so I'm I'm sorry, Marcus. I I steamrolled your 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 segment. Oh no, your time. it all tied. But but I guess it ties into the bigger issue. You know, both Jalen Scott and Rachel Robertson transferred out, and both of them within the last two years made the NCAA outdoor track and field the finals events out in Eugene, Oregon, representing FAMU, and they both left based on issues that were within the program. And I don't know how directly that's tied into the uh, Ramon Alexander and um, Sky Dawson type stuff or whatever was going on there. But, you know, in light of, you know, the, you two mentioning the, the two bigger items that are more prominent, I still think this is one of the worst things because it didn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I, I would include, you know, I was going to, I talked about the, uh, the NASCAR, seeing the NASCAR, uh, uh, die, the, the die on a car at a race. When one, another one of my worst was actually the deal not getting done that allowed for us to have the car. Show that car again, Kelvin, that car that you got, that you showed earlier, that, that, uh, three, two, two foot, three foot. We almost had a, na- a car this size with the NASCAR. Man, they would we would have made so much money. I've talked to the people who had the de- look. This is behind the scenes, guys. I've talked to the people who had the deal set up. There was a fifteen thousand unit order that was being placed by Fanatics. Fifteen thousand units. Uh, FAMU would have made I don't know do fifteen thousand times I don't know thirty dollars or whatever. That's how much FAMU probably would have made off that deal. But because some people weren't in the loop, eyes were dotted, T's. People said they didn't know, even though their names were on contract. I don't know, whatever. The deal got blown up, and it, we blew it. We blew it. We blew a lot of money that could have come in to the university. We blew it. So that, that was one of my worst. I'll go ahead and turn it over to you, Kelvin, so we can keep the thing moving. What's another worst? Do more with more. Yeah. The fact that we had to – that we had – that we – have to emphasize that on every show, every time we talk about athletics at FAMU, uh, that we got to beg for the resources required to be excellent, right? The standard should be excellent, right? We expect to right. be excellent, but you can't have those expectations without putting the resources in play. And 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 um, I, I, I and until we get our budget double digits. And I'm talking middle, middle fifteen, at least. Um, this is something that, as long as we have this platform, I'm gonna continue to hit on. 
We have to do more with more. And it has to be important more. It has to be important enough to our leadership, particularly our president and our um, and our uh, board of trustees. I've seen the NEA and all the affinity groups. I've seen the foundation. I've seen Rally Nation. We're not where we want to be or what we could or should be, but we have been kicking in and we've been asked to do more. And we have done more. I've not really seen that on the other side from internal. And I need to see that commitment. We got a new AD coming in. Uh, she needs our support. She deserves our support. And um, and, and, and I've got to see my president and, I, and, my, and, and our board step up to the plate in a big way. Bring some money. How about that? Instead of asking us, talking about what we need to give, what you bring to the table? Amen. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well said. That'll motivate well said. me a lot more to see y'all doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, what do you got? Uh, I'm not going to speak on Labor Day. I'm, I'm going to skip that one because I saw that one in chat. I think one other, um, I'm going to combine these two because they're both basketball related, one for men, one for women. Uh, for the men, just an early exit from the tournament. I was, I mean, I was yeah. like, the way that we yeah. were streaking into the tournament, I was like, ooh, we got a shot. And then, yes. I don't know, we just didn't just didn't seem to have it against Alabama A&M. And I was like sitting there like tight. teeth grinding. I was like, oh, come on. The, we should be able to beat the them. One team, the one team I didn't think we needed to see who was a bad matchup for us is who we drew in the first round. I felt like A&M was the worst team for us that. to play. Yeah, that was the yep. worst matchup. I didn't want us to be the four seed, and doggone it, we ended up as the four seed. And sure enough, they they got us. They got us. Mm-hmm. And combined and, with staying uh, on the basketball, just seeing the women on the, just how cope between COVID and injuries ravaged the team because we had yes. some COVID yeah. issues earlier, and I think some nights we only had what maybe six, seven players total. Yes. And then yep. I want to say yep. we're in the midst of in the midst of conference play. We lost we lost Anaya is Anaya Douglas. Who was uh, our, our, uh, one of our top scores, yeah. Yeah. Our top scores. And so she was out for the remainder of the year. I didn't know if it was COVID related or injury, but it later came out it was an injury. I'm not sure what it was. But it seemed like the whole year was just up and down in terms of player availability coming out of not having a season in 2020 and it was coach Pillow's first true season of actually coaching. And it just seemed like everything was off kilter, but just how the season went, but just the injuries and absences due to COVID just, that was one of my disappointments. I mean, you can't control some of that, but it was just a disappointment to see in her inaugural year, all the injuries and personnel challenges that she had and it couldn't really get started. Right, right. Um, I love the fact that Kenya Sykes, we'll go round three here in just a second. I love Kenya that she points out losing the two channels on HBC League Pass Plus was a tough L. People forget when the whole deal first came out, Grambling and Florida A&M were a part of HBC League Pass Plus with their own channels. MU had its own channel. That own channel would allow FAMU to Basically, whatever type of content 
they wanted to put out on that channel, they could have. Anything from student-produced things to athletic shows, athletic events, any of all of that was available to FAMU first. One of the first before some of the other schools came on board. Gone. Gone. Lost. Uh, so, let yeah, thank you. Let, let me ask a question. How many other D1 HBCUs outside of Gremlin are part of that deal right now? Uh, right now, what, none. What, what, what other money is behind it? I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, right? So it's more than just saying you got a deal and having a platform. Um, number one, you have to have the infrastructure, both internally and externally. And, and I don't know if that exists right now. I know it don't exist internally, where you have enough people and Dylan. equipment and everything to put the content into play. So that means that your right. partner would have to have that kind of resource. And I don't know if that's the case. I, I actually do know, but, you know, so I, I, yeah. I think we're pulling the horse before the cart, number one. And we, you know, there's, there's other reasons behind this thing and, and to get that media money. Media money is where it's at. You're right. We got the right concept. Media money is where, the, where you can where you, you can really grow some significant revenues, but it, it has to be a well resourced media uh prospect or something, you know, and I, I just I wanna see us get there. I really do. Full transparency, uh, because we are part uh we, we are part of the Black College Sports Network. Uh the Black College Sports Network works as a content provider for HBC League Pass Plus. And so there are several schools that are that we, the BCSN, produce, and then those those games appear on HBC League Pass Plus. We were days away, we were on site in Tallahassee working to try to get spring games. This was at back in March ready to get softball baseball games onto the platform and then the the s hit the fan and and then that was the end of it uh so again you know there were opportunities for famu uh it, it just it fell apart uh so yeah. you know who knows you know that'll be yeah. i'm sure one thing for uh AD uh, Sykes to work on. Uh, another yeah. round three here quickly, guys. We'll just quickly go around the horn. Another One final round here. Uh, worst for me was the National Alumni Association Summer Convention. Very adamant, very disappointed that uh, athletics was completely ignored that weekend. That's all I'm going to say. That was one of the worst for me that, that week. Calvin, <clears throat> your go. 59 3. And that's the only time I'm going to say that, and I'm done. Woo! Yes, sir. That was horrible. That was. Marcus. Yeah, I got to double down on that. That um, last Labor Day weekend was a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> yeah. See how hurt we genuinely are? Still, all these times later, we still hurt. Hey, that, that's a great transition to our next segment. What we got right, what we got wrong. Uh, it, because I we all got that wrong. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> that one, that was, Jesus, yeah. did we get that one wrong? Um, and it wasn't even like with orange tinted glasses. We just, we just got them glasses smacked off our face early. I, okay. The moment, what was the moment when you knew something wasn't right? Um, we'll go around the horn. For me, it was pregame, and I saw our team come out uh, of the tunnel, and we didn't look together. The band wasn't playing. It was just like, oh, here comes Florida a football. And then I see some guys come out. Then I see more guys. More, and I was just like, that's the longest entrance onto the field I've ever seen happen. And we didn't look together at that moment. And sure as hell didn't look together at any other point in that ball game. Uh, and then you had all the other stuff happening. But that was my first red red flag. What was what was yours, Kelvin? The first two first couple of drives by Jackson State offensively. Uh, I knew we, we needed to have a strong defense performance. And um, and even though we ended up not we, – we, we ended up not giving a score on one of those drives, the fact – the ease as at which Shadur was able to move the ball and pick us apart. Um, obviously, I, I thought we weren't going to be able to make adjustments until halftime. And so, you know, we, you know, I knew we had players who hadn't played the previous week. We had just got there on Friday, so they really hadn't practiced with the team because I had the team up on Wednesday. So, it, so those first couple of drives kind of told me it might be a long day. Marcus, what about you? Same here. And in the first couple of drives, and it seemed like we were always in a negative field position. It seemed like our first two drives started – if I remember correctly, like inside the 25, I want to say inside the 20 or the 15, we just have poor field position. So we were fighting a long field, you know, having the, the mental challenge of everything that went on that week, you know, right, actually the previous week, the two weeks with the University of North Carolina and then compliance issues and everything else. And it just seemed like things weren't clicking. I mean, there was the hope of, well, Musa looked good versus UNC, so hopefully it'll translate over. But you know, there was just so much going on, and the first two drives looked very lethargic. I want to say we were three and out, and I think three one of the first yep, drives we threw. I think and I remember the either the first drive or the second drive. Uh, it threw a, a high pass, like a back shoulder or a high pass to um, uh, Manigo, and. Travis Hunter was covering him. He wasn't even supposed to be playing. I guess he was a game game down decision. You just see him go up, and it was a third down and knock the ball down. I'm like, oh boy, this is not gonna be good. Because I mean, he's playing with one arm. I think he had a cast on his arm, and he's still knocking down passes yeah. off our tallest receiver. You know, and try, high pointing the ball, and I'm like, this is not gonna go well. So those first couple of drives for me were like, I had hope. But I was like, what in the world? Uh, okay, continuing on. What we got right, what we got wrong. I Something that I got right, but I also got it wrong. I predicted that FAMU football would go 7-1 in the SWAC East. 
what I got wrong was I figured we would win the SWAC East. Uh, I was the lone wolf of the BCSN to think FAMU would win the East. Even our, even my good friend AD Drew didn't even pick FAMU uh, on wax. Uh, everybody, everybody went Jackson State, and they were all right. I was wrong, but I did get the seven and one uh, correct. Any, and I may have told you guys this: the one game that I thought we would lose, not Jackson State, was Alabama State. That was the game that. I thought we would lose, and we, we I knew it would be tough. We avoided losing, thankfully, that game. Uh, give me another one, Kelvin, what you got right or, or what you got wrong. Swag West, I knocked it out the park. I said that, <laughs> first of all, Southern will win the West, and then secondly, I said the Swag West, was whoever won it, was going to have three Swag losses at least. Because I knew that if Southern win it, I mean they had they they played both FAMU and um, Jackson State. Those that was two losses right there. And you know, and you know, with a new coach, a new staff, and everything, somebody was gonna get them in the West. So so um, that my Swag West prediction makes up for my Swag East prediction. Because <laughs> I, I I predict FAMU, of course. And I say we would lose. I also say we only have one loss in the swag, but it wouldn't be Jackson State. Yeah. So, uh, what about wrong. you, Marcus? What you got right? What you got wrong? Uh, I, I don't remember. I think our my predictions are kind of aligned with with Kelvin's. So I'll take credit for that for getting in terms of Southern and the West. I think I predicted FAMU in the East, and. I I think I may even said maybe in a celebration ball, so I know I got that one wrong. But um, <laughs> I think that's that's what I recall. I'd have to go back and look at the show and everything, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, I, I think I can say we all got the volleyball right. We we predicted that we would we would uh, we would do what we did in volleyball. We all got that right. Um. The AD, the AD selection, Tiffany Dawn Sykes. Uh, full transparency, I got that wrong. I I got it wrong. I I I, I was probably less sure, you know, than than anything else. That that was the one that uh, surprisingly got wrong. And I and I I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell that. you another one you got wrong. Yeah. I, Cause I told, cause I told you in Kofi, yeah. Dion leaving. <laughs> I told, oh, at, I told y'all, at the end I told year? y'all that Dion, Dion wasn't gonna see another season. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right, you're right, and we thought it they would be. Kofi was adamant. Oh man, he's there for the culture. I said no, he's there for the check. And as soon as that check come in, he out it. Yeah, you called that one. You called that one. Uh, Marcus, anything else you got right or wrong that you can think of? Uh, let me think of. Uh, well, one thing I will say I got – I'll take partial credit for it, and it wasn't publicly here. I may have mentioned it, but in the pit, uh-huh. when we were first doing the meetings around the AD and the 18 person, I said a person of interest who might be an interesting one to consider because we didn't know. I said, Tiffany Dawn Sykes. I got it on record in the pit. So I got that one. I didn't know Uh, she was a candidate because she wasn't one of the names that was released, but 
I did say here's somebody that's up and coming, and if she doesn't, she's not on the list, that she could at least be something somewhere down the line. She's gonna make a good AD somewhere. Didn't know it was gonna be FAMU because at the time they were still vetting. I think when I when they put that out, they were doing the candidate numbers, and you know you had to stay uh-huh. on there all day, and and people got to work. Oh, you gonna be yeah. watching. AD oh, man. interviews for eight hours a day. <laughs> so I was like, so, yeah. So we yeah. were trying to figure out, okay, okay, who's candidate number 18 or number 35? Do we recognize their face? Can you do a Google search and see who that is? So, but in the midst I of that, I mentioned. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, in the future, next time that we hear that there's going to be a, a committee, we are going to assign somebody to cover it like the OJ trial. And we're just going to have somebody there watching all day. We're going to record the screen. I don't care if you got to record the screen with the little camera off to the side. Uh, we're going to take notes. We're going to we're going to provide the in depth coverage that nobody else will do uh, because we learned from that experience that next time there is an eighteen person committee. I don't care what it's for. <laughs> but next time we hear about an 18 member committee, uh, we're going to cover that doggone thing. Like, like uh, what was the lady Nancy Grace used to cover OJ trial, you know, and stuff or, or Casey or Casey, Casey Anthony. That's what we going to do. I tell you what, man, we learned from that one. Um, let me see what else we get right or wrong. I'm just thinking here as I'm looking. Oh, I did get that. We we already noted about the FAMU men's basketball. I told y'all that was my that was who I didn't want us to see um, in, in play in that contest. Um, we we lost. Well, I don't know if we call this got right or got wrong. We we lost a head coach in Mike Rice, and then we gained a head coach. We gained him back. So we thank Prairie View A and M for that. So we lost Mike Rice, and then we gained Mike Rice back. Uh, Constance Orr, softball coach, left. So we lost Constance Orr after two seasons, following up Veronica Wiggins, and uh, we still have an interim softball coach going into the spring. Um, one final, a couple of notes before we talk about our team and players, coach of the year. I want to make mention that in 2022, we did lose two legends, two two FAMU legends. Uh, Coach Bobby Lang passed away back on January 7th. And then uh, Coach Joe Durant passed away back on March 6th. Um, I believe two, two former assistants under Gaither. Um Jake Gaither might have been the last two. Bobby was, yeah. Bobby was okay, okay. Joe was Joe was just uh, he was a uh, our baseball coach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I hate that I can't remember the young man's name from our baseball program. Um, I can't. And did that happen in 2022 or was that 21? It actually well, happened, I think, in like December before the, yeah. cause, okay. cause, cause he never got before a chance in January to join a team, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. It was then actually okay. around, around this time or just on Christmas break, 
right before spring practice started for baseball. Right. Uh, so, so I, I won't mention, I don't feel, uh, I hate that, you know, uh, well, I, 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 I won't mention his name since that was 21. Uh, we also did lose young student athlete, Michaela Bryant, uh, cheerleader back on January 28th. Um, you know, so, uh, that was just kind of going back and seeing the news reports. It was kind of sad. Um, she she would have graduated too in the spring. I believe she was part of the spring ceremonies that they did, uh, commemorative or an honorary degree. Yeah. Uh, but she would have yeah. graduated in the spring. Okay. Let's close it down with our coach and player or team of the year. Uh, let's start with coach. Coach of the year. Who would you give coach of the year? Marcus, I'm going to start with you. What what coach, men or women, would only get one, one choice. Mm-hmm. Who would you give coach of the year to in 2022? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Coach Gokhan. Okay. Just for a target on the back, coming in as the reigning uh, SWAC champs, and everybody's gunning for you. Everybody was getting transfers, and the ladies came in with the target on their back, not only from having won it first year in the but because they won it in the first year in the SWAC. So I know that all teams were gunning for them. Alabama State got us once, you know, at in Tallahassee, and they were probably salty because of um, they were up two sets to none. In um, in Montgomery, when we played them earlier in the season, we came back and won three two. So I give the coach Gokhan with you know having I want to say four or five transfers coming in and coming off a championship season, and knowing you're coming in with a huge target on your back, everybody's gunning for you, and, and frankly, you know I'm sure swag teams want to put us in our place. And he didn't let it happen. He and the ladies went out, handled business, all the way to the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. Well said. How about you, Calvin? Uh, your coach of the year. I'm going to go on the men's side, and um, I'm not going to go with the obvious. I'm, I'm going to go with Coach Rice. You know, I put a value on championships in spite of whatever circumstances and adversities, adversity that hits. Um he had us a championship, had us in the NCAA. He left. We still winning tournaments in the, at the beginning of the fall <coughs> with the team he recruited and his assistant. Mm-hmm. Then he came back, and then we won some more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we'll be favorites to win in the spring. We got a team full of pretty really good, really good golfers. We got more than the. We got more than he's splitting scholarships all kind of creative ways because he got the talented golfers on the team, right? So, right. Uh, so, uh, and and his love for the program is obvious. You know, when he, he came on our show, when he left, and and he came on our show when he had came back, and it was just tough for uh, man. He couldn't stay away two months, and you know that itch was hey, we're ready to come back. So, um, coach. Coach Rice is my uh, coach of the year. All right. Uh, so I'll, I'll go. I don't know if you may be calling this obvious. I'm going Coach Simmons, coach of the year. Yep. Um, no, nobody 
and in in this country, you show me a coach who had to deal with more. Yeah. Yep. And I'm I'm going to start with losing assistant coaches in August, uh, yep. which having to hire new new coaches, then deal with the compliance issues, deal with a 59 to three loss, find a way to get your team to roll off nine consecutive wins, yep. just to even sniff an opportunity to go to the playoffs, to have it have the door closed, and then I love the way he responded by just stating facts about how inaccurate or in, 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 in unequal the whole process is. Um, that's my coach. I mean, a lot of great coaches. I love Coach Rice, Coach Gokhan. Uh, but, I mean, he, he, he taught a master class on keeping your team together and uh, when the book is written, and I hope somebody, I, hey, if he if he's a journal writer, I hope he wrote notes on this year, because he he'll he'll give a lecture and a series, a master class about how to overcome adversity in your program that uh, should be studied. It'll be studied on the on you know how they how they study how they study generals and their battles and stuff like that and the strategies and things they did. Now somebody somebody's got to get in there and write the book on how Simmons. Yep, he's right, and um, I think we're gonna go. Hopefully, he'll jump back in here in a minute, uh, Marcus. But next, we're gonna go with your. Uh, Student Athlete of the Year, Athletics. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, student Athlete of the Year. Uh, I am going to go with... I might have to flip a coin. Uh, I'm going to go with Brooke Lynn Watts. And volleyball. And I say that because she came in as a newcomer and every, well, I don't say every Batman, but Batman always has the Robin. And I don't want to, and there's no means, no way means diminishing her skill and talent on the court, but she was a perfect compliment. And actually a lot of the transfers were a perfect compliments to add to Dominique Washington, but Brooklyn watch, especially watching her during the tournament, and even uh, playing against the University of Florida in the first round of the NCAAs, just seeing her and how she melded into the program and overall provided uh, much support and much leadership and skill, talent, and ability. Okay, that's, that's a good one. Um, uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, Brian, in case you didn't hear it, we're talking about the Student Athlete of the Year. And uh, I'm okay. going to go with uh, – I'm not. I'm not gonna go with the obvious again. This is another one that could be obvious, and you didn't go with that obvious choice either in volleyball. But I'm going with um, MJ Randolph. Hmm. He graduated uh, yeah. uh, this year um, uh, with honors. He was a very productive player for four years. He was the player of the year in the SWAC men's basketball. Uh, just a very, very well put together uh, young man. And now he's uh in the uh what G League trying to earn 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 a shot at the next level. 
but uh, he's everything that's right with a student athlete in every way. How he carries himself, how 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 you know he gets his books, he he put in the work, you know, and got better every year. Um, listens to the coach, you know, takes his responsibility, and then he added leadership this year. So, MJ Randolph, uh, men's basketball, my student athlete of the year. What's yours, Brian? So are we, are we doing just one, just one overall, right? We just did one overall. Okay, so male or female, just one. Okay, well, I, that's because see, as, as I broke up male and female, MJ was probably going to be my male uh, athlete of the year. Uh, so that's, oh, man. You know, I, I got to go, I, I don't know if this is obvious or not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Dominique. I'm going to go Dominique Washington. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fanboy. I mean, I, I look, oh, yeah. I love her we game, and then I, yeah. I love the story. Uh, again, you know, having met her, having talked to her from the get go, her story is unique, guys. I mean, they're not too. I mean, imagine going from being the tenth to twelfth woman on a team to becoming the star when you transfer as a grad student. Think about that. You spend three to four mm-hmm. years at a school, then you transfer and become the star, the conference player of the year. You lead a program, the back-to-back titles. I, I that that's a hell of a story. And she was an All-American. Uh, her performance, because there were so many other people around her, she dominated in different ways this year. Last year, she became like, it was just all about the kills and the points. This year, she did so much more, and there were other people doing stuff as well, that she sometimes didn't have the lead. She didn't have the most kills, and and she didn't, maybe, she wasn't the player of the week. But at the end of the day, when you look up at the points, she led the league in points. Uh, she, She improved her digs. Uh, player of the year i mean and there were some great candidates out there so Mm -hmm. i I give it to dominique um all right and so we close with our with our team 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 of the year uh you know i don't know i don't know how we do this do we i mean is this all what do you got marcus let's just hear it go around the horn who you got uh well i want to be different uh i'm gonna say the baseball team Okay. I mean, like, like we, uh, the young man who unfortunately died, he was from South Georgia, and he was going to be one of the starting pitchers. Okay. He was going to be a pitcher. I don't know if he was going to be a starter. They start this year out before you even get to spring practice with that adversity, and then to make it all the way to the semifinals. And as you chronicled earlier, the epic battles during the SWAC tournament, you know, almost eking it out, you know, getting to the semifinal game. You know, the and second of a, a winner go home game and just putting it all out there. So I'm going to try to deviate from the path of, you know, we've already given the, the accolades to a lot of the other teams that have a lot of star power and, and winning championships. So I'm going to pick the baseball team for showing their grit and doing pretty well. And I'm not sure how they match up versus the preseason predictions for their interest into the SWAT, but I'll give them uh, my team of the year in terms for just performing as they did. 
Go ahead, Kelvin. I don't, I don't think any team had the adversity that, you know, coming out of the box that the football team have. So I'm going to go obvious on this one. Um, mm. Though, though, you know, that the whole compliance thing, and then they too lost those those four or five coaches during the summer uh, and had to adjust and, and then face adversity right off the bat when they, once they lost uh, so badly and played so poorly against um, Jackson State and OVC and a runoff nine wins in a row to take the stand that they took and how they took it. Um, even the little show that they did um, uh, with a little video or whatever it was program to talk about, you know, the, the decision making in that process and so forth. Um, I, I love everything they, I love everything they did and how they did it, and it made it. And again, it made a difference. And then they also performed on the field as well as with uh, with all this other stuff going on, um, and kept the team together. We don't have kids in the transfer portal and stuff, man. Like some programs, we don't ha- we don't have quote unquote a celebrity coach, man. That whole program, that football program, man. I'm super proud of it. Uh, this year, it was phenomenal. Uh, you, you, you summed it up for me. Um, you know, I, I thought about basketball, men's basketball versus, uh, versus, uh, uh, football, but, uh, you, all of those points you made, it's hard to, you know, overcome. Uh, I, I thought basketball's winning streak got us excited about the possibilities, I think had we got to the finals of the SWAC tournament, maybe I could have bit the bullet for men's basketball, but the disappointing first round exit uh, uh, hurt them. But but you, you brought up everything to see us playing our best football at the Florida classic, given everything. I mean, it warms your heart, man. And so that's, that's the team of the year, team of the year, uh, coach Simmons and uh, our football program. So, uh, that's going to do it for our 2022 best and worst. Uh, as we look to move into the new year, uh, we'll be introducing a few new bells and whistles that we'll slowly start to incorporate into the stream. And you'll see that coming up uh, as early as next week. So uh, stay tuned. And I uh, want to again want to remind you, Download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google Play and Apple App Store. Just search my JBN or my BCSN. Download the audio version of this show. The podcast is on the BCSN Pod Zone. Uh, so go download that. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Um, for our good friend Kofi, and who's with his family, uh, we wish no, no. happy new. We, we wish happy you happy new year. year for our producer, Mel, uh, done a great job this year and uh, working with us. Uh, she hadn't left us yet, folks. So, I mean, we must be doing something right. Uh, we appreciate and love Mel, Marcus Green, all the great work you've done behind the scenes and then jumping in on screen when you, when we get your shot. I appreciate you, brother, and everything that you do. Kelvin, couldn't do this show without you, man. So uh, glad glad you decided to, to stick it out and do it. <laughs> glad no, to thank you for the opportunity, man. Thanks for asking. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm Brian Fulford. Thank you to everybody. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Happy you New Year. Happy New Year, Alice. Happy New Year, Rattlers. You guys make, 
Be safe. Get around Take an Uber or Lyft wherever you go. Don't drink and drive. Be smart. And let's all come back together in 23 and make sure that we strike, strike, and strike again. Good night, everybody. Oh, my God.